Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of News vs. Noise. Today is March 23rd. It's a Thursday. It's about 1 o'clock, a little earlier than normal. We're back again after a little technical difficulties last week. Ready to talk some news? A little noise? Let's go. Yeah, for the listeners out there, we clearly don't have jobs. We have jobs. We have jobs. Not really. We have hobbies. Just call it what it is. All right. We're 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 barely taxpaying adults. <laughs> All right. Let's let's not get into further trouble. Yeah. On to the first topic. All right. Well, uh, there's a lot of U.S. government stuff this week, Ankit. Once again. Fuck the U.S. government. Seriously, I'm starting to get really. I'm just starting to get really fatigued, and I know that's the. That's what Trump is trying to do. He's trying to get me news fatigued so that I won't care anymore. Yeah. And he can just what do whatever talk- he wants. You know what's hilarious? If you like, what does a Haitian news sound like? It's God. all about like people dying of like stuff, right? Another day, like, another hundred people died of something, malaria, starvation. Yeah. I don't know. In Africa, like five people die a day of like with AIDS or something. I, that, I is that know. news then? Is that news? I don't they know, talk but about it, it? Is, is that what's happening to us? It's like crappy shit. Is it so much crappy stuff is happening with our politics that we just, at some point, will choose to not talk about politics anymore? Because that's what they do with, like, you know, I guess uh, just murders in Chicago or something, right? They don't talk about it anymore because it just happens all the time. Yeah. So. So, but, with the so government... That, there's three main storylines. There were two last week, and then Neil Gorsuch had his uh, confirmation hearings. So that's that started this week. So now that's the third one. So it's the same two from last week that we talked about, but there was no last week. Uh, healthcare and and Trump Russia. Uh, FBI Director Comey testified before Congress, and he said two newsworthy things. One was that that there is an investigation, an FBI investigation of Trump-Russia collusion, and that there's no evidence that that, that that basically that it didn't happen, that Obama wiretapped Trump. So those okay. were the two main storylines that came okay. out of that. That made some news. So the, he also said he hates the New England Patriots. That doesn't matter, but I was I guess it made me like him a little bit more. You're from New England and you hate the Patriots. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I know. Well, Southern Um, Connecticut is more New York than it is New England. You would love to believe that, but it's not true. (laughs) Um, uh, What I will say is, one, I hate the Patriots as well. Two, Comey's 6'8". Did you know that? I did know he was tall. I forgot how tall he was. Six fucking... Did he play linebacker in college or some shit? Is that how he got into the FBI? I don't know. I'm very interested in his uh, tell-all, whatever it is. What's it called? Memoirs. Yeah, memoir. He, he won't. He it. won't do one. They don't. They don't do one. FBI directors. Uh, they should. Uh, the third. Uh, the first. The second part of it is a big duh. Obviously, Obama didn't give a shit about Trump, and no, he did not wiretap Trump because why would he wiretap Trump? Uh, but the first part is really interesting. You know, when when Trump first got elected, I have a neighbor in the building who's like big into conspiracies and shit like that. Everyone's got that one friend 
It's like done for like is looking for like Illuminati confirmed, right? It's just and he's he's the first thing he said is like, Oh yeah, you know Trump and the fucking Russians have won this election. I'm like, What? Like, okay, you're one of the people who believes that shit when people say it. And now I'm starting to believe that shit, which is crazy. Because the idea of some of like that it's it's like uh, it goes against 400 years of the democracy that America has become, right? It goes against everything if, like, that turns out to be true. Now you got to start thinking about, oh, well, was there interference on Obama? Is that how Bush won Florida? You know, like, now all these questions start to have some, you know, credit to them, which I don't like. But in this instance, I do like it. I, I, I still just want to hear more. I'm not getting more, and there's actually been some signals recently that there might not be more, which I'm kind of upset about. Like, I'm very concerned at this point that the same sort of, like, signaling and and bubble stuff that's been going on with the right is going to start happening to me, because, like, I'm very, very left-leaning. So, like, I'm just, like, super concerned that this Russia story now has, like, that that I'm like too invested in, it. and it's not actually going to be like the facts are not going to bear out how important it sounds, you know. Yeah. It it's it's like, but then so basically like there's no facts because the 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 FBI investigation is happening in secret, and there's no congressional investigation, there's no other testimony we're getting, so it's just a lot of leaks and innuendo, and so it was good to hear that they are investigating. But that's all we're going to get for, like, a while now. Yeah, I mean, what else do we, you know, the thing with bureaucratic nonsense is that it's really slow. And when it turns into something, it'll be like, you you know what's going to happen is, like, one, I don't feel like there's a lot of hoopla right now. And I could be wrong there, because I don't watch a lot of... uh, news or read a lot of papers but maybe there is a lot of hoopla and i'm just missing out on it but on my day-to-day conversations this isn't coming up like it would if something was like really big you know what i mean and i i wonder if that's due to the fact that people have a lot of like you said like trump related nausea at this point where they just don't want to talk about politics or it's because like people which I firmly believe that they overreact um, to things they should not be overreacting to, and they underreact to things they should be overreacting to. So uh, I think it's like a little bit of both in that instance. But what do you think? What, why don't do you think one that the, there's an appropriate amount of uproar on this headline? Because I think there should be. Yeah, I I want to say yes. I think. One of the reasons why you're not hearing as much about it well so what are you comparing it to? The thing that I compare it to is the Hillary email thing, and you just heard a lot more about that because it was during the campaign. I feel like right and campaigns are different campaign i I'm trying to think about something okay, it's like when um the perfect example is when Obama launched the Affordable Care Act, right everyone was talking about the Affordable Care Act. For at least like a good two months. And I could go a day without it. Without someone bringing it up. 
at least for how sucky it was. And maybe that's because I was in college and like people would, you know, college students just pretend to be smarter than they actually are, so they talk about shit they know nothing about. And maybe that had something to do with it, but it's like that was a big deal. And this doesn't seem as big of a deal when in reality this could be like the tipping point to the, you know, destruction of our democracy. Which is a massive deal. It's it. I I do think it is a big deal. I do think people are talking about it. I think at this point I'm starting to stop using the word Trump in conversations because I don't want to start a conversation about Trump. Like I work at at a at a bar, and yeah. like in my day to day, I've just realized that like I don't want to talk about it anymore. And mm-hmm. as soon as I say the word, it's gonna start a conversation. So that could be maybe something like that could be causing why you're not hearing as much about it. There's also like more than one thing going on right now. So, you know, there was the, you know, Trump and Merkel was a thing. There's the healthcare bill. There's a, there's North Korea. There's a lot of things going on. There's not like one thing. Like I feel like the Affordable Care Act was like a one. That was the only thing on the agenda for like forever. And also, again, it had to do with Congress. Like everything that was happening was was in the public record, and people were coming out of meetings every day, and congressmen were going on the record or leaking off the record about what was happening and what the vote count was going to be, et cetera, et cetera. It's like this healthcare vote. We know quite a bit about it. We know just about everything that's going on, who's for it, who's opposing it, what what kind of um agreements they're coming to with various people that are on the fence to try to get them on board uh so but that's all happening it's not happening in public but all of these congressmen are talking to the press about it so even though the press aren't actually in the meetings we seem to know just about everything that's going on and it's a day-to-day thing there's a story about it every day every couple hours the vote's going to be later today so like there's been two stories already about it this morning that have come out. And uh, so it's just more front of mind for people. And the Russia thing is just kind of in the background. I don't think we should forget about it. And I'm going to keep bringing it up when like we learn new facts. But it's not going to be – this isn't going to be quick. It's not going to happen overnight. And there's nobody investigating it from the congressional side. So it's all on the intelligence side. Yeah, And they're and just going to another... do it at their own pace. I'll give you, and I found in the last, well, one, you said something that's really cool, which adds to my big uh, pool of evidence that Republicans are better than it, better at politics than Democrats, right? They're just, they just are. I think that's just a fact we have to learn to accept. Um, I think I that's an interesting question, but yeah, I, I agree with you. No, I, at this point, it's not even close. Uh, I mean, it's obviously... It changes from year to year, cycle to cycle. But at this point, it's not really close. And the proof is obviously in the pudding. But I'll give you two examples, right? One, you just said that you're tired of talking about Trump, right? You know who wasn't tired about talking about Obama? Hmm. Republicans in 2009, 10, 11, and 12. I don't think regular people were talking about Obama every day. I just don't I, think they were, even people no. that were that were conservative. There's people whose job it is to talk about Obama every day. They're getting paid. I'm not getting yeah. paid to talk about Trump every day, so I don't want to talk about it anymore. 
Okay. So, but yeah, I, there should be more – I guess if there were more people – I don't know. Just Fox News is just better at getting their propaganda out than MSNBC yeah. is. They, Fox News and MSNBC, when was that ever a competition? No, it never has been. I mean, we saw it with the Rachel Maddow debacle. Like, they're just bad oh at their jobs. Oh, my God. They're so – that was so disappointing. I mean, I don't even want to talk about that because that was the most disappointing 30 minutes of my life. That should have been the most disappointing two minutes of my life. I know, right? But uh, Colbert did a great joke about it where he he imitated her. That was really funny. You know, he said that he had a joke that Trump had 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 made, like had laughed at, and then he just went on a rant. And the joke was the chicken crossed the road, or why did the chicken cross the road? Yeah, it was fucking stupid. Um. But and another thing, and I I remember well I don't remember I watched the West Wing pretty recently, and that show goes into like this kind of thing where like if the president and his people are going to be investigated, it's like the right thing to do to not like if you're a Democrat have a Republican investigate you, right? Because you care about what the people think, and Trump taking the completely other side. He's having a Republican investigate him, right? And his, I guess, or his ties with Russia or whatever. And that that just spits in the face of everything that should be right. You know what I mean? It's like, why is the Republican, the a Republican representative, the leader of a congressional committee to investigate Republicans? It's like, what's he going to find? You know, it it's just fits in the face of everything that should be fair and equal. It's it's absolutely absurd. They just don't give a shit they, about propriety. I, like they're just and they're, they just want to win. They just win. Yeah. That's the, it. At this point, yeah, they're they're just winning at any cost, and they don't give a shit about and, what's right, what's wrong. And their supporters and, don't care either, though, Ankit. I mean, forty-five. It's this. You know, Trump has like a ninety-three percent approval rating with Republicans. How is that? Nine, yeah, 93%? I just saw the numbers like two days ago. It's like basically, you know, the Trump split or, or like the reason Trump is uh is only is that is like such low approval ratings is that independents are like slightly leaning Democrat. But Democrats are like 93 seven opposed and Republicans are 93 seven supporting. So yeah, well, Republic- there are less Republicans in this country than Democrats. Right. That, that's a fact, right? I believe 60% of this country is more Democrat than Republican. I think Republicans might be at 30%, maybe well, one out of three. Well, it's like – it's, it's different. It depends on how you how you judge it. There there are more registered Democrats than Republicans. But then, you know, not all registered De- – but Republicans vote at a higher percentage than, Republic- than Democrats do. So, you know. But yeah, the the you know Republicans punch above their weight. I mean, the ultimate way they punch above their weight is that they're only representing like ten or less percent of the country, really. Yeah. And yet they are elected to basically you know more than more than half of state houses and all three branches of the federal government are controlled by them. So. Everything. Yeah. At, at some point, this is it's not going to be able to last. You know what I mean? As, I mean, they just need to have the voting. They need to find new voting bases as 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 people keep getting older and dying because, you know, basically age decided this election because if you're older, you were more likely to vote for Trump. Right. And, and I, I would love to do a case study, right, when 
two Republicans have two kids or like have a child, right? Versus two Democrats have a child. What is the chance of that child switching sides? So what it what is the chance of two Democrats having a Republican baby? I I have no idea. I know that most most people get their political uh, identity from their parents. Right. But, but I, I don't know if there's a difference. It'd be a good study, but I don't know if there's a difference between if you're if you're getting your political identity from uh from from a right leaning parent or a left leaning parent. I think it depends a lot on where you're born. You know, like yeah, sure. say like if you're if you're Republican parents from Iowa but you move to California, then I think your kids are more likely to be liberal because they're the environment they're raised in. Yeah, but right, exactly. And but from what I feel is once you like a majority of Democrats live in uh big cities, right? That that's not a myth. That's a reality. No, that's the re- that's real. Yeah. Right. So what what happens is even like if you grow up in the suburbs or something, eventually kids at most some point in their lives are gonna be exposed to democratic ideals. And because they're gonna go to city, I mean they're gonna go to colleges. Some of them are they're gonna be exposed to a lot of liberals and like a lot of different points of view. I think it's like. The reason I believe liberals are on the right side of history is because history has been all about conservatives losing on certain points and liberals gaining on certain points, right? There's obviously step back, but liberals historically have done way better than conservatives. And the only reason conservatives are still around is because they're so much better at politics, but I guess they have to be better at politics in order to last because they're fighting against history at this point, right? The same people who are uh, conservatives, they're original back to the people who are for slavery. Sure, yeah, I, 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 you're, you're right that in general, society has gotten more progressive, more liberal over time, and that, yeah, the, that the idea yeah. of conservatives are always trying to maintain the status quo. Yeah, progressive. The word progress is in there. You know what I mean? You can't be against progress. Historically, it doesn't work out. Sure, but yeah, the, there are definitely they can definitely hold it up for a while. Right, they can put up a good fight, um, which they're doing right now, right? But it, it, it's just historically... So my, my basic point is, I think it's more likely for two Republicans to have a Democratic baby than two Democrats to have a Republican. That's I think, I think you know, I have nothing to support that, but I, I just agree that over time, people are going to be more likely to be to be what today constitutes a Democrat. I think in the future... We'll be having different arguments, and conservatives will be like will be different than they are today. And you they'll know be what I blame debating for different things. Yeah, I, I I blame TV shows for because me. They, they one TV shows just put Democrats on such a high pedestal, and they take such a moralistic approach to everything, right? Well, you're really you're 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 watching The West Wing right now, so you're kind of in that mindset. And uh, so yeah, anything I, that Sorkin makes is going to be like very idealistic and and, when, and I liberal. Want a I want a TV show to have a president who's a bad person because they exist. Yeah, so, I mean yeah. it's called House of Cards. Right, but House I can't watch that show. I, I just can't. Maybe I should, but I can't. Uh, but maybe House of Cards is the first one where the president's actually like a fucking terrible human being. Even in fucking uh, Scandal, right? I think the president's a Republican, but he's like a good dude. He's like a dude you like. Which I don't like. I want him to be a bad guy. I don't want him to. I want him to like hate black people and poor people and all that shit. Because that's real. That's the reality of the situation. 
Republicans hate poor people. They have no evidence to the contrary. What would the show be about, though? Because if the show is not about the president and the president's a bad guy, then it would have to be about somebody like, you know, fighting Make it. the the fighting the president. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I would rather Veep uh, on Veep the show. The president was was dumb, I guess, but that's just like a that's just a satire. Right. No, I want it to be about like the reporters who are reporting on this shit. I, I would much rather let's do an angle that we haven't done before. You know, I guess that's kind of what House of Cards is about. Well, so, House of Cards must, must be a great show. I don't know. I mean, we can talk about House of Cards, but I'm I'm sort of over it at this point. But You're uh, over it? yeah, it, it's it, it used like the first season, first maybe two seasons were really good, but I feel like a lot of times like they're just having a really hard time connecting the dots like with the script, and so. A lot of times, just you know, things happen, and and you it kind of makes sense because you're into the show. But then when you think yeah. about it, you're like, wait, why the hell did they do that? Like, why did they agree to just like totally abandon their position because Frank just like, you know, there's there's like this scene later in the show where, uh, you know, Frank Underwood, the, the main character, like threatens to kill this person if she doesn't do what he says. Like in the Oval Office, he's like, you'll probably die if you don't do what I say. And she just like backs down, and I'm like, "Come on, yeah." Like, right? th- and there, there's things like that where it's like, you know, it's it's almost there. There's a problem that happens, and then the solution to the problem like doesn't make sense. So that's my thing. Um, yeah. about House of Cards. Quick, quick aside, but th- yeah, it would be nice if there was a. There will be a TV show now about. They're gonna, you know, TV reflects life, so there will be a show in the future about whatever reporters or people in congress or activists or somebody will be fighting like an evil president in a show in the next two years and it's gonna happen to lose the president no i need the reporters well in the first season they have to lose then they'll eventually they'll win but in the beginning they'll lose i'll hang around for season five victory you know That, that i'll be there for that i think it would be really cool to do like a dystopian thing where like the president has like, Isn't you know, is Game starting. Of is? Uh, it's it would be. Game of yeah, well, it would. Well, that's House of Cards is very Game of Thronesy, right? It's that's, the, that's what I'm saying. It's like when there's a lot of like anything that's where there's a lot of backstabbing. It's become like a cliche that if you're if you're talking about power, if the show is about power and there's a lot of backstabbing, then it's House of, then it's House of Cards, Game of Thronesy. But yeah, it would be nice to do a show about that. I don't know. We're uh. We're definitely veering off into a, a different, uh, on a tangent. Are we within one month of Game of Thrones? No, we're not. Of... We're not. W- when is it? May? No, it's coming out in July. What? Yeah, they 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 pushed it back. They just came out with the first trailer. I didn't watch it. Is it good? Uh, it's okay. It's it's like the other trailers. There's not really much going on. Is there, is there a lot of fucking action shots and no fucking content? It's, it's, yeah, there's not even really any of that, honestly. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's a lot. You you know the people I hate the most? The people on Facebook who will post that trailer and be like, ooh, just got chilled. It's like, ooh, go fuck yourself. Just, you, you learn nothing. I don't even like trailers. I, I Unless I know that it's not, like, alright, here's an aside, because they just came out with a trailer. Netflix just made a live action version of Death Note, which is like one of the best 
things to ever exist. It's this, uh, it's this anime, right? So this super intelligent high school kid finds this notebook. And in the notebook, it says that whoever you write inside, whatever, whoever's name you write in the notebook will die. Right? And so he decides that he is going to basically, he wants to end crime. That's his, that's his idea. And he wants to do it by killing criminals. So, you know, he's he doesn't have a fully formed idea at the beginning, but he decides on the evening news, like, he's going to see the names of, like, people that have committed crimes, and he's just going to write their names in the notebook, and they have heart attacks. People start to realize what's going on, and so they think that, like, God has, like, enacted vengeance. But then this, uh, also this super smart detective who's the head of this, like, secretive global detective agency says that it's not God, and it's actually... A, a, a person and he's like pinpointed the person's general location which is where the main character that the student is and so then there's like a cat and mouse game because you don't know who what the detective's name is because if if the main character knew who what the detective's name is he could just kill him with yeah. the notebook but he doesn't know and also the the detective doesn't know who the main character is so they're they're both trying to figure out who the other one is and then That's eventually it comes to a head it's really 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 good because there's a lot of like, you know, intrigue, and they're both trying to trick each other into giving up their names, and then they they, they kind of throw some, you know, there's a little bit of crazy craziness in it because it's Japan. Like instead of it just being between the two of them, there, you know, the main character, his name is Light, has this like demon that no one else can see but him, but like basically anybody that touches the notebook can see. It's weird, but it's gonna be super good. Well, at least not, Death Note was really good. It's one of the best stories to ever be made that was a great i was like wow oh my god i didn't know there was nothing in the trailer but i didn't know that they were making the movie so i just saw the trailer i was like holy crap they made death note and it's coming out in august and it's going to be great so there's a little uh little nerdiness for you no i mean that that sounds super interesting it's a really good story that's probably a show that i probably wouldn't have watched before but now i'm gonna watch it if you want to just watch the anime it's really weird but there is a uh, an english dub of it and it's really good so it's worth just the time on principle i do not watch anime. okay yeah so no cartoons for rank it i'm not a fucking child that i watch fucking cartoons it's the same reason i don't watch south park or archer i'm not a fucking child i i, th- I just think you can do different things with anime that you get with cartoons than you can do with real Listen, life you're right i'm wrong here and i'm that's fine. I, I understand. A lot of people don't watch animation. They just, yeah, it just seems, it seems like childish, so they don't do it. Yeah. Like, anytime you put a label on something and just be like, stay away from it, like, you're obviously in the wrong. I know I'm wrong, but I don't care. All right. All right. Um, so. Next story. All right. Well, we were talking about, I, I want to, I want to go to something a little bit funny right now, because there are two stories that I actually just came across that I wanted True. to talk about. The first one uh, is oh, which one? All right, let's let's go with this. Apparently, in the next two years, a device that costs less than five dollars is going to come out that you can then attach to your cell phone, and it's going to give you an accurate sperm count. Noise. Noise. I just yeah. think it's interesting. Wait, I don't know. I just think it's super weird. But I was like, wow. You know what seemed what what that seems like? Virtual reality. Virtual reality just uses Do you, so, so you don't want to know your sperm count. No, I don't. What what? 
Either you have enough or you fucking don't. I know. I just think it's interesting because, like, uh, the fact that it's five, it's a $5 disposable thing. As soon as I read the story, I was like, oh, my God, they're going to make billions of dollars. <laughs> you, you know people – Ankit, you know fucking guys are going to get obsessed with this and fucking be testing their sperm every week. Yeah, but that doesn't mean they're going to buy 10 of them. That means a few guys are going to buy one and 18 of them are going to try it. It's like a No, 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 no. So, so you need to buy a disposable thing that I guess you, like, jerk off on. I don't know how oh it works. Oh, my God. I don't know. I don't know how it works. But this is the worst product ever. Then, and then you somehow it gives you your sperm count. But it's disposable, so every time you want a new read, you have to get another thing that costs five dollars. I mean, I will bet my life this thing doesn't blow up. I think this is a great idea. I, I'm not saying it's a service that I need, but I just think <laughs> that this is a service that that society has needed to what, make cheaper. Don't, don't people with diabetes have like that thing that tracks their blood sugar? Right, right. There's gonna be is, there's gonna be commercials on TV that's a, that's where it's gonna be a guy. And he's going to be, like, really confused looking, and he's going to be walking around, and he's going to be like, do I, do I, is my sperm count high enough? Yeah. And he's, you know, th- like, women are going to be looking at him, like, weird, like, huh, oh, see, what's this, your sperm this count? Is, this is actually genius, right? Because that, that thing in and of itself is a terrible idea. <laughs> but you can pivot it into a fantastic idea, right? If you could just, if someone can urinate into something, and you could instantly tell them what, like, what's the deal with their whole, like, on a certain, because a urine test, I think they use, like, STDs and everything like that, right? And they could get, they, your urine actually has a lot of information about just uh, overall health. Sure, yeah, just diet, like yeah. That. Yeah. So, like, my dad was actually talking, and we were discussing, like, good ideas, and this is probably the best idea he's ever had. It's like, what if your toilet every time you pee told you stuff about your health? That's gonna, that's that's the future, but we're not there yet. But this is today, Ankit. Yeah. This is in the next so, two years. So these people might be sitting on a great technology, but it's one pivot away. I'm telling you, sperm is not the answer. No one cares about sperm. It's hey. like a, it's like a fifth grade. It's an idea that a fifth grader would love. Just which wait. Is why it won't just, work. just you wait. I'm surprised that you're so ignorant about how good of an I'm idea a this is. Adult. Without a job. Yeah, you're going to be the guy who was like, before there was mouthwash, and everyone had bad breath. And then the guy, people were like, oh, what's this? What do we need to have fresh breath for? And then they came out with an ad that was like, oh, having bad breath is bad. You should use this, and then you'll have good breath. And everyone started using it. It's like hey, one of the greatest uses of advertising of all time. That, that speaks more towards advertising than the product itself. This this advertisement will be everywhere, I'm telling you, when you it comes out. Do you know what the greatest product ever invented was? Febreze. Febreze? Febreze legitimately kills any smell. You All can right. Put, you can mask any smell with Febreze. But do you know how hard it was to market Febreze initially? They literally couldn't uh, market Febreze to people who own like seven cats. Well, and the, and their house smelled like shit, literally sh- cat shit, and they had to market it as something like, oh, it smells clean. So after you're done cleaning, you Febreze, and you're like, wow, now it smells nice, as a fucking perfume. That's, <laughs> that's how they had to market it. That's funny. Blow up. I think yeah. I think household smells is is a different sort of thing. I I know a lot of people that have household smell issues. 
and don't really yeah. care because they don't have a lot of people in their house and they've they've learned to ex- they they don't smell it because you yeah, go it's nose like blind. You, you smelling yourself like I don't know what I smell like at any point yeah. unless you put on cologne or something. Right? All right, well that that's some lighthearted uh, banter because that's you know I'm I'm definitely gonna buy this stock when it comes out for sure. Uh, all right, I'm telling right, genius idea, genius. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so the, what's happening today is that, okay, so we've talked about this already, that Paul Ryan wants to push this healthcare bill as quickly as possible and get an up or down vote so that they can move on to taxes. We've talked about that already. Today is the day of the vote. They're going to vote in the House on the American Healthcare Act. It's today. Now, people are saying that the vote count is not towards yes, that they do not have the votes currently to do it. It's very I'm I'm very interested because I think it's about a a one third, one third, one third chance either way, pass, fail, or they pull it from the floor because they know it's gonna fail. So there's a two thirds chance of it not passing. of it not passing the house right now. Okay. They've failed basically the the, there is, but that means there's a 33 percent that a piece of shit bill is going to pass. That it's going to pass the House. There is a zero percent chance that it's going to pass the Senate, and and okay. be, become law. Because, excuse me, the the if even if there was to be a Senate version of this bill, it would be so much different. So yeah, so different from the House bill that reconciliation would take forever and it would probably never happen. Because like, if you don't know, like. You can start a bill in either house of Congress, right? But mm-hmm. eventually both sides have to agree on the same bill. So yep. what happens is that you can have this thing called reconciliation where you don't have another vote. Sometimes you have to have another vote because the bill has been changed so much that eventually one side then has to pass the other side's version or they both have to agree on a new version to pass. But in this case, there's no chance that the Senate is going to take up this bill and, and pass it at this point. It just seems like it's completely impossible. Even conservatives are against it. But in the House, they're really trying to get it through the House because the plan is, I believe, and a lot of people I've, that I listen to believe, that they want to get this to the Senate so that they can blame the Democrats. Because they okay. don't think in the House – and they also think if they pass it through the House, then it kind of proves that they're, they're committed to repealing and replacing Obamacare, which was a campaign promise which is what they're yeah. saying this bill does. So the vote is today. They've already met with the Freedom Caucus, which is the far-right uh, Tea Party Caucus in the House, mm-hmm. and they have failed to reach a consensus. That was at 11 o'clock today. So they what the, what the – basically, they can't find a way to find the center of this bill because the left doesn't want to change the bill, so they're already not on board. The right probably wants to change it too much, and so if they change it to please the people on the right, then the moderates in the GOP, they won't be able to get them on board. Because apparently what the Freedom Caucus wants is they want to eliminate the Obamacare requirements that like healthcare insurance plans have to cover like certain things. Like apparently they want to be able they want insurance companies to be able to sell in, sell insurance that doesn't cover emergency visits, emergency room visits. What? Yeah. Like you could have a yeah, because right now, like in order for it to be called health insurance, it has to meet certain requirements. 
it has to have a basic set of benefits and it also has to cover at least i believe it's 75 percent of your medical bills to be called health insurance there, i'm not sure exactly what the number is but it, but there's this kind of wonky thing called actuarial value where if you take like what what all people need for health insurance and like what this bill what this uh sorry what this health insurance will cover it has to be a certain percentage of their total spending so they want to get rid of all that stuff so you know basically it, it it's very it doesn't seem very likely that this bill is going to pass right now i still want to talk about it because anytime you you're talking about changing such a huge thing it's important but the bill, the the vote's going to be later today after we're done recording. Yeah. We had to record early today. Sorry, listeners. But uh, by next week we'll be talking about what happened. And uh, I don't know. What what do you think? I think they're going to pull the bill. Uh, a as long as it doesn't pass, I don't really give a shit. Two, and you see, when you say stuff like that, you want me to talk about like the overwhelming points, but there. Are, the, the most interesting part about what you just said was that Republicans want for it to go to the fucking Senate so they can blame the Democrats. And yeah. What, the underlying assumption is that Democrats don't want the blame, which is stupid. They should want the blame. They should want that attention. Have we learned nothing since the last 12 months? Hmm. Yes, that's a shitty bill. We don't want it. What is so wrong with people being opposed to a shitty bill? I mean, this is stupid, right? Democrats should want the honor of fucking shooting that bill down. It's like killing Hitler. You should be so fucking lucky, man. I think you're right that I – hey, there's a couple – I think I think Democrats are scared to get too riled up about this bill because – It's 2017. Optics in politics don't matter anymore. Use that to your advantage. Come on. Like – yeah. This is stupid. Which I don't know. I mean, first of all, they don't have any – in the House, they have absolutely no say in what happens. Yeah, I, I get that. So sure. maybe they – I haven't heard a lot of House – you don't usually hear a lot from, like, normal congressional people, you know? Unless they're, like, the yeah. leader of a committee or they're, like, a substantial member of the House, you don't really hear from them. Yeah. So right now, there's not a lot of – Democrats that have a lot of importance right now, so you know. So they should want it. Yeah, it would be. I would. It, if it was me, yeah, I'd be. I'd be going out and saying, the Republicans want to take away your health insurance. Twenty-four million Americans. This many yeah. people in my district would lose health insurance. I would be going ballistic right now. But yeah, exactly. I don't know. Somebody's telling them not to. So there's. There, I don't know what the reason is. There, there's some sort of. Their publicists or somebody is telling them that they should not go completely ballistic about this, but I would 9, be. that Democrats suck at fucking yeah, Because yeah. what you want is to go ballistic and then Trump come out and say, why are you opposing progress? And then you go on a fucking diatribe about what progress fucking looks like because it's not whatever he's suggesting. Yeah, I, I agree. Right? Right. So I then, mean, great, great. If it does pass, then then there'll be a filibuster, and then there'll be a huge stink about it. But right, you sh we should be so fucking that Democrat that fil you know you should be so fucking lucky. But they're gonna you they're gonna filibuster the Gorsuch nomination now. Oh yeah, we haven't even gotten there yet. But they're gonna filibuster yeah. the Supreme Court nominee. So we're right. already gonna do that. Now it's harder to to filibuster a person than it is to filibuster a bill. 
So if I had to choose one or the other, and from an optics perspective, you'd rather, like, it's hard to, to say, cause, also because this fucking guy, like, doesn't hasn't said anything about what he believes in when it comes to, you know, the I mean, law. What's his track record? Oh, he's an incredible conservative, but he just doesn't want to say so in Congress. Yeah. You know? But, yeah. Does he hate black people? Probably. Fuck him. I mean, obviously he's black people. He's fucking conservative. Um, or at least he's willing to, at least he supports policies that are overwhelmingly discriminatory. Yeah, obviously. What Republicans are all about. Yeah. All right. Well, we love um, bashing. We, we've, we've firmly established that we hate Republicans. I agree. Yeah. I do. You know we hate them. Who else we hate? He's probably a Republican. Fucking Roger Goodell. So today I heard something that he is sending out a tape to NFL players about what is appropriate celebratory Oh, I can't believe I forgot to mention that. That is so bad. I mean, I know it's not news, but come on. Has there been a more blatant... You you think fucking Chris Long is going to see that video? No, that video is meant for Odell Beckham Jr., Antonio Brown, and every other African-American athlete who's a fucking superstar who likes to celebrate his fucking touchdowns. It's the most you know, fucking racially charged, whatever. I'm flabbergasted by this shit. Like, why? Why? Why do they insist on not having celebrations? What is the point of that? This was a deal in in baseball, but I think just, like, baseball, that they, they, even though baseball has, like, a stronger player culture, I feel like the front offices were like, yeah, bat flips, let's do it. Let's yeah. get in the papers. Did, like, did you did you see the Mariners video? Yeah. Like all the different battles. That was fucking hilarious. That was great. Yeah. That's what that's what baseball needs. That and steroids, obviously. But yeah. I this is the pro- I guess baseball and the NFL are just anti fucking progress, right? Which is the worst thing you can be. They're just so behind. Yeah. Look, the NBA is at the cutting edge of marketing its athletes, right? Because the NBA embrace, tells athletes to embrace their individuality. Russell Westbrook is a superstar on the court, superstar off the court, right? With all his fashion and all, all the other things that he does, right? Be who you are. NFL is all about conform. Conform to what we want to look into. And whenever you say conform, your product just isn't going to be as good. That's the problem. And the NFL at some point has to realize that. 80% of NFL players are African-fucking-Americans who have a lot of swag, right? Use that to your advantage. It's a great game, besides the head trauma and all that shit, which, you know, I don't really know if you can resolve. But, you know, it's a fun game to watch when people are just being themselves and, like, they're hyped and they're dancing and they're having fun. It's not so much fun when fucking Gronk is spiking and shit like that. It's, you know, it's not the same. I want to see Antonio Brown twerk. Yeah, I mean, I, I do too. I, I want to see you catch amazing touchdowns and then do a little dance. It's fun. Yeah. Fucking, don't you, Aaron Rodgers discount double check? That was awesome, right? I, I, I'm, it's just the NFL is just, they're just fucking, they're, they're the oldest money league. It's yeah. it's all old money. It's old fucking guys. They're fucking old. They come from a culture 
where they're insulated and it's it's like American aristocracy. If we have any nobility in this country, it's the people that fucking run NFL teams. Yeah. The b- baseball and basketball aren't like that because like most of the money is or at least enough of the money is from newer people. Also b- baseball, I don't know what baseball peaked, but it probably peaked in the fucking 1990s, right? Basketball there have been eras. Football peaked maybe when the Cowboys were doing real really well, like also in the 90s. Basketball's peaking right now. This basketball. is the yeah. Well, there. What you wouldn't you have said that the eighties was the peak of basketball? Well, no, there was too much cocaine in basketball. Okay, so yeah. Because it, it killed a lot, of, you know, Glenn Bias and all that. I mean, the argument could be made that like the nineties with like Jordan and stuff like that. Right. But uh, the players didn't get paid. There weren't. There wasn't as much endorsement money if you weren't Michael Jordan, right? The, it wasn't a world game like it is right now, like. You know, there's there's more fans in China and India that NBA fans than there have ever been, right? So the game is really starting to it, it's becoming like the new um, I I want to say soccer, but it's not at that level yet. But it's definitely becoming a much bigger deal than baseball. It's already surpassed baseball in my eyes, and it's coming for football. Sure, yeah, in America, yeah, in terms of. A global game, sure. I think it's yeah. already bigger than than football globally, right? Obviously. Yeah. If it wasn't for the history of the World Series, I would say the NBA Finals is much better than the World Series. Because I'm I'm fucking biased, but as someone who's unobjective, which I mean, who's more objective than I am, ask them what they would rather watch: the fucking World Series or the NBA Finals with LeBron going up against whoever the West spits out this year. I I no, I agree. I mean. It, the, the NBA Finals is a better product. If you, if you don't, if you're not a fan of either of the teams, it's hard to watch seven baseball games, even if it's the World Series between two teams yeah. that you don't really. First of all, you don't know the players very well. Some sometimes when you're, you know, if you're a casual fan, you might have never seen some of these players on the Cleveland Indians before. You know, right. even though they're a really good team, even even the Cubs, like I, I would. Most people that watched those games probably couldn't name five Cubs. You know, <laughs> can you true. can't you can't name five Cubs? I could. Oh, that'd be good if you could name five Riz, Cubs. Rizzo. Okay. Uh, what's that fucking white boy? <laughs> That's one. You got one. I got Rizzo. He's got a cool name. Uh, uh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I definitely know the second. They had one really good pitcher. Yeah, they had at least one. What? What's his name? All right, you're right. I can't name five Cubs. You can't name two. You can't name two Cubs. I know what they look like. Just I think you're thinking of Arietta. Yeah, I, I think you're thinking of Jake Arietta. You know Chris Bryant, the, the NL MVP? And, right, Chris Bryant. Those are the three I know. Those okay. All the entire thing. Is Derek Lee still on there? No. Aramis Rivera? No, 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 no. Those are those are old Cubs. They all retired. Yeah, so like yeah. I, I know... <laughs> I know the 2007 Cubs better than I know the 2017 Cubs. Well, put it that way. quick aside, we're going to go see some Yankee games this year. The Yankees uh-huh. are baller. This team is going to be a powerhouse in like two years. Like, the young players on this team, Gary Sanchez, Greg Bird, uh, we've got we got to roll this Chapman back. We've got this guy, Glaber Torres, who like is just lighting it up, and they were thinking about promoting him to the major leagues. 
you know, it's a good team. And he's going to single A. The Yankees pulled up probably the greatest deal in history with Chapman. Oh, the two best deals with Miller, too. Like, we got stacked from those deals. Right. And this guy Torres is the guy we got from the Chapman deal. He was the big guy that we got. Exactly. And you got him for basically nothing because the Yankees weren't making the playoffs anyway. Yeah, and then we re-signed him. It's sick. Classic classic Yankees. Um, Made me love Brian Cashman like more than I'd ever loved him before. Like I was so down on him, and all of a sudden he just showed to me his true genius, and I'm all in now. Yeah, well, the Cubs are going to be really good for a very long time too. Yeah, Yeah, I can't name. Thankfully, they're in the other league. Even though I live in Brooklyn and the Bronx is going to be really fucking far away, we need to get the Brooklyn Dodgers back. You know, never gonna happen. Ebbets Field used to be like 10 blocks from where I live. <laughs> There's a reason. Man, that sucks. All right, uh, so, um, Fortune Magazine named Theo Epstein's greatest leader. Oh my god, said. no, come on, this is so silly. I hate this Here's shit. Noise! Noise! God <laughs> almighty. Why? He's really good. He's not the greatest leader, it's impossible. Alright, who would you, who's your pick for greatest leader? Oh, uh, right greatest leader in the world. Uh, I'll say, uh, I'll give you some options. Yeah. Angela Merkel. Uh, uh, okay. Elon Musk. Bob Iger. Yeah. Uh, Bill Belichick. Right. Um. Say I'm, the next name. Is that the greatest leader in the world? I can't think of it. Barack Obama. Greg, Greg Popovich. <laughs> Greg Popovich. All right, those are like those are. Theo Epstein, give me a break. Yeah, Greg Popovich has consistently done more with less, consistently, and he I don't and he's done it for a very long time, which is remarkable. Um, but yeah, the other people they have on the cover of Fortune magazine, Jeff Bezos. Okay, I, Be- I would have said Bezos. Yeah, if I'd gotten there. He's all right. Melinda Gates, like what? No. Oh God. Like it's all the Bill and Melinda Foundation. I guess she does stuff. Yeah, but they're not even Bill Gates. Bill Gates was never a leader. Bill Gates not a leader. Yeah, right. Go read like a fucking puck piece on uh, Steve Jobs, and then read one about Bill Gates. You'll see the difference, right? They have Jamie Dimon. What? Well, I don't know. I mean, people like him. Why? What's there to like about Jamie fucking Dimon? I don't know. Give me two reasons. Right? I, I'm not really like a big banking guy, but people in banking love him. Right. He's like the yeah, god of – he's the Greek god of banking. Like if, he's the only that, guy you can that, even name from the banking industry these days. That's probably true. Well, you can name Yellen, but I guess they're not banking. I'm saying, yeah, in, in the field. Yeah, Janet Yellen's – yeah, she's the Federal Reserve chair. She's not a leader at all, really. She's but. also on this list. So is Elon Musk. Elon Musk is a good choice, but – until Tesla starts executing. Yeah. I, although, like, you got to give Elon Musk a nod right about now, right? PayPal, SpaceX, Tesla. I just think him bootstrapping, like, two companies out of nothing. The thing is, you Elon Musk could go bankrupt tomorrow and be a billionaire in five years. Again. Th- that's what makes him so great. Yeah. You know what I mean? His just, like, thirst for better. He's really good. Uh, they put Jack Ma at number two. Like, that's fucking. Oh, shit. come on. He, he just took Amazon, brought it in China, and he's the greatest ever. Go for that, that's why, like, these, these lists are stupid. They just – it's so subjective, and they're trying yeah. to get people – like, they're trying to get clickbait. They got they got us talking about it, right, because they put Theo Epstein on the cover. 
Right. If, if they've lost sure. the World Series, is he is he less of a good leader? It's so random. Baseball is incredibly yeah. random. If he gets to the World Series and they lose, then yeah. he's part of a failed turnaround attempt. Also, LeBron James should be in the top five. No, LeBron James is a terrible leader. What? LeBron what James is about? a terrible, terrible he is leader. A GM coach. He is such he is such a poor leader, dude. LeBron James cannot get anybody fucking on his side, even on that team. Come on. Tristan Thompson would fucking run away from Khloe Kardashian in L.A., run to your house right now and murder you if LeBron James asked. Yeah, would Kyrie Irving? Kyrie's different, all right? Kyrie's like a fucking... Kevin Love? Fucking... That team is... LeBron is a is a is a vortex. He's too big of a of a star, but he is he is not. He should not be making the decisions, the basketball decisions of that team. I mean, if they win another championship, what are you gonna say then? He's LeBron James. Like yeah, they're uh, gonna win the championship because he's LeBron James. They should never lose. So you're you're. He's amazing. He's so much better than everybody. Even even like right now, it's the only reason why he doesn't just dominate every game is because he literally couldn't do it. But he just destroys people. The reason he's not dominating every game is because he doesn't. These games don't matter. They don't matter. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. Let's let's pivot to that point. Okay. The Cavs bench their three starting players this last Saturday, and mm-hmm. now everyone cares because LeBron is missing nationally televised games. Right. Right? The weekend before, Steph Curry, uh, Clay Thompson, and uh, Draymond Green sat out against the Spurs in games that, you know, against the Spurs, like that, that's one and two in the West. Yeah. People gave a shit. I heard about and it, LeBron, yeah. And now LeBron sat out, so now people really give a shit. There's some conspiracy theories going around, like, because... Uh, LeBron James is best friends with Chris Paul and almost every major NBA player. And uh, the coach of the Cavs used to be the assistant coach for the coach of the Clippers, and the Clippers needed to win to stay in the four seed and stuff like that. So there's like conspiracy theories going around that the the Cavs tanked that game on purpose to throw the Clippers a bone. I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah, well, I don't give. I'm not a big believer in conspiracy theories. Never had. It sounds um, that actually sound I don't know that sounds pretty like possible to me. Yeah, it's that's the thing about conspiracy. I'm not even sure that that's like is that against the rules? No, there's nothing against the rules. So then why not do it if they're just like, well, I, we don't we we got to sit a game and why don't we let them win? Well, it's like collusion and shit like there, there's other things. I think that's but, a problem. I think the the problem with this whole rest thing is that if you're not trying to win every game, yeah. Then it sets you up for all kinds of crazy conflicts of interest. Right. And well, th- there, there's another thing I will say is like, so like, let's say the Cavs, it was like Charlotte Hornets at in the eighth seed and Miami in the ninth seed, right? And they really want to play Miami. I don't know why they would, but they really want to play Miami and they don't want to play play Char- Charlotte, right? So they could tank if they're playing Miami. They could tank against Miami so Miami gets a game, and play against Charlotte if, if like those scenarios play out or whatever, right? One that rarely happens. Two, like I would feel some. I would. I would not feel good if that's what they were. If they're tanking for progress, but that's the world we live in now. The Sixers are doing it. The Lakers are doing it. The Lakers are benching healthy stars and they're t- giving them the rest of the season off. 
Like, that is absurd. I've never heard of that. Well, have you heard about what could happen with the Lakers? If they get Lonzo Ball. Have you heard? But what if they Apparently, they they either get two really high picks or they get no picks. Yeah. This is like a, like a, there's a, a scenario and it's not like a low probability scenario that they could get like no first round picks this year. Right. Based on like the agreements that they've made, that's crazy. Also, so they Boston, better fucking tank. Yeah, Boston has a top three protected pick. Boston this year has Brooklyn's pick. If Brooklyn gets a top three pick, which they have to get because they're the worst team in basketball. Yeah. So the Celtics are gonna get either Lonzo Ball or the fucking guy from Washington, who's Fultz, who's really good. Yeah, I mean, so that's a great they, deal. They're gonna be fucking loaded. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Um, but yeah, what, what do you think? Do you think this actually matters that LeBron James is setting out regular season games? News or noise? I, I think I, – I just think there's there's several things wrong with this. It it is, it is news because it's part of a larger problem. That the, yeah. the, the incentives of basketball right now are not aligned to play the regular season games to yeah. your fullest potential. Yeah. Right? You just have to win, like, enough games to be in the top three seeds, probably. I think yeah. – I don't think people really seem to care too much about getting the number one seed, but sometimes they do. But it's like – some years it's like you, you can't do it. Like, it's like the Warriors or the Spurs. But they're – so it seems like they're both trying, but then the Warriors are sitting their players. So then right. how much do they really care about it? This th- There's just so much uh... – I forget. It's it's not confirmation bias. It's just another one of those biases where we think like the only two teams that matter and that play in the NBA are the Warriors and the fucking Cavs, right? Yeah. Because both everyone's preordained them to make the finals and stuff like that. They have like the best players. They're their best teams. Right. And the problem ha- isn't that those guys are resting. The problem is that the NBA just signed the biggest fucking television deal ever. Yeah. Right. And all the fucking, all Disney and uh, TNT, all they want is LeBron and Steph. Sure. And then, but also when you go to the games, like we were talking about going to see LeBron at MSG. Right. And we were going to, we didn't didn't go because it was like $90. But then imagine if we had paid $90 and then LeBron sat for the game. Yeah. I would have been furious. Furious. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's the problem with um, like these TV deals focusing so top heavy. The Cavs play like 30 nationally televised games. There's only 82 of them, mm-hmm. right? The Warriors play 30 nationally televised games, right? And what like what they have to find a way to do is get other like Westbrook is not taking a single night off. Neither has Harden, right? Because they can't afford to, right? Right, like the Warriors could bench Curry for half the games and still be the number two seed. Yeah, and the Cavs could bench LeBron the fucking eight tenths of the season, be the eight seed, and still win the title. Because that's to the extent that home field advantage doesn't really matter for the Cavs, and neither does um the fucking regular season record. As long as they make the playoffs, they're gonna win the East. Right, and the, it's all about who makes it out of the West. So I think 
And I don't think there's a way to really fucking get, like, you know, have, govern this situation. I don't think there's an out where you could tell LeBron, listen, you have to play all 82 games. I think you know there's, I mean? there's, yeah, it, it's a problem because we're just coming up against the limits of what, like, first of all, one thing they could do is maybe they could just fucking rest them a little bit more. Yeah. Instead of just sitting entire games. Is that really... So, so what What they're saying now is they're going to elongate the season. Okay, right? that's something. Like, it's going to be more days, so there's going to be less back-to-backs and no four, four, and five. Four teams and five nights. Yeah. Um, so that's good. They're, they're going to try to take away, like, the long road trips where you're, like, going... You know, Golden State's going to Den, not Denver, but like Boston and then Miami and then Arizona, shit like that. They're gonna try to eliminate that. Um, but it, there's only you can only do so much, and teams have been doing this for for fucking ever. Like I think this is all just like, you know, the media for the last ever since Jordan, it's been all about championships. And everyone has bought into that, including the players. And they're like, all right, it's about a championship, right? And also, people don't watch regular season games like that anymore. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I think... The NBA ratings this year are terrible, and it's not because the players aren't playing. It's because the the regular season doesn't matter, and everyone knows that. Yeah, I I don't... I think... I have to look at this, like, more closely... Because I th- still like to see regular season games between good teams, but like yeah. and like we saw like uh, last year on your birthday, like we saw like just an absolutely incredible basketball game. Um, yeah, probably where, one of the best regular season games of that year, probably uh, if not the best. Yeah, and there are some games that are just really really good, but yeah, I just think maybe it's just because there's too much tanking. I, there's I'm sure there's a lot of factors. I'm thinking about tanking. I'm just thinking about the fact that some teams are better at managing their their teams than others because there's yeah. just too many there's there's too much there's there there's a lack of parity. I think this is what happens when there's not enough parity in among the whole league. I think there's parity in the playoffs and that's why it's fun to watch. But right. I think a lo- too many games in the regular season are just not not competitive. And this is also, like one of the problems that all sports leagues have to face. Well the Right, it's another problem with the su- it's a super team problem with like a lot of good young players playing together, mm-hmm. right? Like imagine if Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green were on separate teams. Well, now you've got a reason to watch different teams, right? And thus you have different games. Yeah, it would have been like it would have been good if if Kevin Durant had gone to like a team that wasn't competitive. Right, and you know? Durant joined them, but like the the Thunder are still good because of Westbrook, and people still watch right. Westbrook, and that's actually the lack. Of uh, that, that's really what it's coming down to. The NBA's young stars aren't that good, and if they are that good, they're already on a loaded team that that people are watching. The best young star in the NBA is like Carl Anthony Towns. No one gives a shit about him because he's on a shitty know. team. But also, right. like sometimes, I mean, I still think Porzingis is ridiculous. It's just the Knicks suck. They're just yeah, and they don't use him. And it's the, I don't want to watch great. the Knicks. The great thing about young LeBron was that the young LeBron Cavs were, you know, they were a good team. Yeah. They were competitive, and people wanted to watch them. Even when Kobe was on a bad team, people watched Kobe. The Lakers still played national TV games 30 times a year. Yeah, well, Kobe's Kobe. Exactly. So, like, we 
there's like we've just got super top heavy. The only teams worth watching are the ones you're gonna see in the finals anyway. Right. So like, yeah. well, what's the point of watching them in the regular season? Yeah, there has to be just more. Yeah, I mean the the NBA is always gonna be a stars league. There's only five players on the court. But yeah, yeah it's I I just think honestly it's hard because they're free agents. But I feel like this like desire to win championships is just there's too much crowding of of uh, players where they all go to the same team now because they want to make super want teams. Play, I want to make the scoring title great again. I used to love the fucking scoring title race when it was between Iverson and Kobe and stuff like that. It's like the home run crown. Like, how cool was that, like, in 99 or whatever that year was with McGuire and Sosa? Sure, yeah. But now, like, you know, the the uh, the metrics have shown that, like, it's – that you can contribute in, like, other ways. So yeah. it's th- there's nothing – yeah, it's nice to have a hard number like the scoring title. But uh, it's not always the best way to do it. Right. I mean, the, the, this is just – like, uh, fans in the media – are the reason behind this as much as the players themselves, right? The media made championships really important. Well, now they, they're the only things that are important. All right, All right. Let's last last thing. I'm gonna uh, listeners. We're just I'm just gonna move the uh, the Supreme Court to next week or like the next time it's important. Um, nothing really happened with the the nomination hearings. He kind of you know passed with flying colors, which means that he didn't do anything ridiculous. Yeah. You know, th- these uh, these hearings are really, really not important because despite what the ju- the justice says for fucking 20 hours, the Supreme Court is political and they just say for 20 hours that it's not political and then it's a, a party line vote every time now. So yeah. th- it doesn't matter. So I have one more sto- funny story that I want to talk about. And wow, do I just love – I know – even if, even if you were from – fucking australia anket i would fucking love stories about india because india indians are just fucking entrepreneurial motherfuckers so there is a new problem in india where quote-unquote phone romeos are just randomly dialing numbers until they hear a woman's voice and they're trying to like get a date with them holy fucking shit that's stupid and crazy 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 this is what this is the problem with India. This is problem number one with India. Indians pretend that sexuality doesn't exist. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, is that their culture? Between. I honestly have no idea. So yeah, that, right. I'm gonna tell you right now. That is the difference between India and all of the modern world. The modern world recognizes that sexuality is real. Right? It's ve- Having sex is as natural as breathing and eating and shitting, right? To India, sex is, like, off the table. And this is this is what happens when you fucking repress just the sexuality out of every male in India. It's just kind of, this kind of stupid shit that happens. It's so fucking... I, I guess, you know, everyone in India has a smartphone now. Like, why don't they have Tinder? Why don't they have something else? I don't know. I, maybe they do, but this is a thing. Apparently, it's just... This is a great human interest story. It just makes me laugh. It doesn't really matter. But like yeah. one – so like one guy that they that they found because they have, you know, apparently someone that investigates this shit and then they find him. I mean it's weird that they – it doesn't seem like our police actually would solve this kind of thing. You so know? what did he say? He was like, yeah, this is what we do now. He, so apparently he had eight different SIM cards, uh-huh. some that were registered under false names, and he had contacted more than 500 women. 
and he spent two or three hours a day doing this, just calling random numbers. Like, seriously, he would just dial random numbers until he heard a woman. That's literally what he was doing. And then he, you know, when they brought him in, he, like, he said that he did it, and he, like, told, just please don't send me to jail. I'm just looking to meet somebody to fall in love with, basically. And, uh, they sent, then they held him in custody for 15 days. <laughs> I don't even know if it's illegal in India, but this is just a great story. I love it. The lengths men will the lengths men will go to to find a, a girlfriend, especially in India. Yeah, and it, it's funny because like, what do Indians do most of the fucking time? They watch like Bollywood. Bollywood produces like ten thousand movies a year, mm. right? And they're watching all these movies. Ninety-eight percent of them are romantic comedies. Ninety-eight percent of Bollywood movies are rom-coms, mm. right? They have a little bit of drama at the end, but mostly it's just comedy and fucking two people. Fall in love, yeah. Yeah, right? And that couldn't be further from what Indian regular life is like. Right? It could not be more far away. There's no, there's very little, like, it's hard for dudes to just talk to girls outside of school. Like, there's no real nightlife in the majority of India. Yeah, if you live in the big cities. I have heard that if you live in the big cities and you have a lot of money, then you live like Amer like fucking poor Americans do here. Mm. You go out and you drink and like you do all that. But if you're not a rich Indian in a major city, here's how you're meeting women. School and if you're out of school, work and if you're, you know, doing some shitty job, your parents arrange your marriage. That's it. That's the reality of like an Indian male's life. So and where you're gonna find love is if not at work, which is probably you're probably with a lot of other males, or in school where you're young and probably don't want to fall in love yet. It's it's beyond me. I don't I don't understand. I understand that. Up. It's just if you don't have like any disposable income, I don't know how you would meet a woman in America. Right, and you can't like hit on women in the street because. Oh no, you totally can't. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's just fucking terrible. But 680 million Indians have smartphones now. So, yeah, I'm, like, really – I'm surprised there that – I mean, I guess there must be Tinder. It must be a thing, right? I, I just don't think women I, are like – because, okay, so there's another thing, and it's like, it used to be a thing here, but, like, if a girl has sex before marriage, it's, like, considered really bad. Mm. Like, really fucking bad. It's, like, a big deal. Right. It still is in India, I I guess, which is reason another reason why India is a fucking stupid country. Mm. But it's also my country, so you can't talk shit about it. Ah, I, I love India. They, right. I love it. There, there's, right. there's never been. God, they're just they're they're so good at just coming up with like crazy shit in India. Speaking of like being anti-progress, no country has held up the longest. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Fucking India. India. I mean, wow. India has held on for a good. Years they're going in reverse right now <laughs> yeah exactly that I, it's just such, india is such a mess that's why i love it like india just i don't even know how india works honestly every time i hear a story about india i'm like really how do they yeah. fucking do it that way it's, i they've just never had the kind of uh, reform that's needed and like they uh, maybe like my dad always makes the argument like India is a, it's like a 50-year-old country, right? 
So where was America in 1820? Oh, sure, yeah. No, yeah. It, so it, he makes that argument, and I guess it's a valid point. But the Indian society has been around. Hinduism has been around. It's the oldest fucking religion. It's a 5,000-year-old religion, right? Yeah. And a majority of the culture is based off Hinduism. And the culture, I don't think, has changed that much in the last four, five, six hundred years. I think colonialism is really the only thing that's different. I just think Western is yeah. Western influences and in colonial British colonialism is the only right. real thing that's that's been added to the to the mix. Yeah. But that's a big thing, honestly. No, no, it it changes your day to day everything, right? But I, I I honestly don't have like usually I have theories on how to fix stuff. Yeah. I don't have a theory on how to fix stuff. Where I would start is fixing like the roads in India. The roads in India are terrible. Oh yeah. Interstate interstate commerce is awful. Infrastructure, they, they don't have proper water infrastructure, travel infrastructure, but that all that takes money. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, you know. I I think the other thing one of the reasons is that, you know, didn't used to be one country, right? Right. It was never one country. Even back in the day when you had your great, you know, Indian empires, it was never the whole subcontinent. And it was a lot of like a lot of times it was, you know, during the Mughal era, it was a lot of Pakistan and like northern right. India and southern India yeah. was doing its own thing. Yeah. Now it's all one country and it's a little different. It's just there's also no separation of church and state there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just a fucking everything is religious. Politics is religion, and religion is politics. Like, it's so dumb. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Well, like, the Indian far right is, like, worse than the American far right, for oh, sure. much worse. Much worse. It's like the it's like the, the, the uh, Indian far right is as bad as, like, the Israeli far right. You know what I mean? Like, they're, yeah. like, that's, like, this, they're, like, religion and politics are the same thing. Like, just what you're saying. Yeah, it's... Yeah, and these people aren't, like, people... Like, they're bad people. They're just old, old fucking people. Yeah. Like, my grandpa on my mother's side wouldn't step in a Muslim person's house. Huh. Like, that's just a... That's how he lived his life. It yeah. It wasn't a big deal. He was just like, we don't do that. I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Wow. Right? And it's, it, it's like... It's not just stupid. It's just, like, the nonchalant way he put it. It just made me so angry. Mm. And I was like... You're the problem. <laughs> yeah, like, what do I do about it? What do I do with that? Like, you can't really do anything because the problems are coming at you from every angle. And, like, you know, some of the fucked up people are, like, people in your family. And, like, it's okay. Mm. And it's, like, a big joke. It's not really, like, a big deal. Like, people don't, you know, here, at least people know when they're being racist and they realize racism is a bad thing. Sure. I don't even think most of the time they realize it's how fucking bad it is some of the things that they say and like you know or like the consequences could be it's terrible yeah they probably don't and that's their culture right yeah it's a bad culture oh yeah for sure yeah it's a bad fucking culture people have to start saying things like uh, uh, there's there's no point in me going like I can always say something oh do this do that there's no there's a lot of problems it's a very complicated issue it's going to take 100, 200 years fixing India. So Yeah, and I just think one way to measure it is I just think it was easier to just turn over a generation yeah. before than it is now. I mean, so 
when when are when are millennials going to be the main culture of the United States? Because right now that's not the case. No. Right now this is uh, a bo- baby boomer country. Yeah. You know, um, even though they're getting older, they're starting to retire. They are still, and they're not as big as the millennials as a generation, but not all of us vote. And they're, we're just younger, and they have more yeah, money than we do. This is a baby pop- boomer country. So when will it be it's a millennial pop- country? Right. It's population times purchasing power squared. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. It's like your money is more important than you. Sure. Um, uh, that's a great equation. Power equals population times purchasing power squared. Uh, but yeah, you know, whenever millennials start making a lot of money or – the baby die out. Yeah, I think it's going to take like at least another 20 years. That's another thing, though. Every generation is guaranteed its time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. There's no way the kids being born in 2010 are going to be richer than millennials in the next 50, 60 years. Yeah, then. no. So, there there you go. We'll have our time. Probably so, start starting at 2030 or whatever. I mean, that's my great hope. I mean, it's John it's John Mayer waiting on the world to change. Like, <laughs> event, hopefully, yeah. you hope that eventually right. most of the people who think like you will, you know, have the political power of the nation. I don't know. Hopefully, I don't even know if that's true, honestly. Yeah, hopefully global warming has to kill us all. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing, is that there's... <laughs> for their yeah. for their present you know what i mean yeah between basically the two main arguments is like climate change and then like retirement benefits are so just it's just republican bashing is that what it is? it's well it's sort of republican bashing but i don't think the book is it's political because like everything is political but i read like a couple articles and i don't think he mentions like a, a political party he's he started okay. he's just grouping all white middle class baby boomers together as a group i mean i do that yeah, so do I. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. I think that's all we have for uh, today. Uh, I think it was a long one. It might be a little bit over an hour and a half or right around there. Yeah. Um, but thanks for tuning in. And we want to hear from you. There's nothing that helps us get better than your feedback. So if you know me or Frank, just tell us. Uh, you can tweet at us at either of our Twitter handles. Or you can message us on Facebook. Just we're constantly looking for ways to improve. So please get back to us via Twitter or Facebook. And we will be back next week.